Welcome to the Beauty on Earth podcast. I'm so excited to be talking to you about imposter syndrome today. Imposter syndrome is something that's been with me like so many others my whole life. Um, What I really aim to achieve for the listeners in this podcast today is I really just want to help inspire you to walk past and through your challenges and know that there is a way forward with imposter syndrome. So um, for a little bit about me, I'm a clinic manager of an aesthetic clinic in Canberra. I currently manage my team and I help mentor other managers to become successful leaders. Imposter syndrome is something that has affected me like so many others all my life. Like I cannot tell you the amount of times I've had situations in my life where I've wanted to give up because I just felt like I wasn't good enough. Who would listen to me? I've got nothing important to say. I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. Like the list could just absolutely go on. And what I really want to share with people in this podcast today is I want to give you the inspiration to know that regardless of all your limitations, what you think about yourself, if you are brave enough, if you're courageous enough to take certain steps, you can achieve the life and the outcomes that you're wanting to achieve. And I'm going to share my personal experience with you today. So me as a person growing up, I never felt like I was pretty enough. I never felt like I was important enough to be listened to and that nobody really cared about what I had to say and I was really lost in life. I thought like what could I possibly achieve and you know I was good in school however my upbringing wasn't too great and like so many other kids out there we all kind of just bomb out because nobody is really supporting us that such important oh my god see I can't even talk today developmental times of our lives. Um, So for me when I was in my early 20s, I decided to start studying beauty therapy. And all throughout the course, I thought I was weak. I thought I was stupid. I didn't think that I could achieve anything. And especially in beauty, you know, it's an industry where people look at and go, oh, they're just a beauty therapist. Obviously, there mustn't be too much between the ears. And I'm sure other people who are beauty therapists can attest to this and what it feels like because it's really not too great. So I got my first beauty therapy role as a laser and skin therapist at a clinic down in Canberra. In the lead up to this job, what really flummoxed me is I actually got fired from my job about a couple of weeks before I started in this new role. And due to that, it was an innocent mistake that I made. I owned up to it, but it was an oversight on my behalf. I lost my job as a result. So my self-esteem was absolutely shattered. I was terrified that people would find out what happened to me at my old role. I knew nothing about the industry at all aside from my diploma. So I was terrified walking into this role that I wasn't going to be good enough and I was going to get fired. So every day I was there, I was so nervous. My boss, when I first started, there was nothing wrong with her, but it terrified me because it was an authority figure and I was just waiting to be found out pretty much and fired because I wasn't a good person and I just wasn't good at work. Funnily enough, because I was so nervous of being fired, that propelled me to become a top performer within the first month. Um, From memory, my first month that I was in the clinic, I was top in sales and this continued throughout the whole course of my employment there. About 10 to 11 months in, 
I got picked for a management position and I was going, what the hell? Why have I been picked for this? I do not understand what's going on. And I was terrified because I was going to be managing people with significantly more experience than me. I was very new to the industry. I didn't even perform all treatments yet. I'd never been in a managerial position before. So again, the imposter syndrome came up and I believed that I wasn't good enough. I was stupid. Who would listen to me? All of that was coming up for me in spades and I cannot tell you how much I wanted to give up at that time. What I chose to do instead is as scared and terrified as I was, I chose to make that courageous step to continue forwards anyway. That first six months of management was absolutely terrifying to me. Like I had staff pushing up against me. Um, I would deal with issues with staff in not really the most integral way because I was new. I really didn't know what I was doing. And I can hand on my heart say now that I've learnt from those experiences, but it was absolutely terrifying. Like I would stay up until 12 o'clock at night, not even exaggerating, because I thought that I had done something wrong. If I wasn't at work the next day, it was even worse. I was staying up looking through the rosters to make sure I didn't make a mistake. And there'd been a few times where I'd actually caught that I'd actually done the scheduling wrong for the next day and I had to come in. Otherwise, we were going to be short staffed. So I cannot tell you the amount of mistakes that I made and how terrible my self-esteem was at that time. However, as much as I wanted to give up, like the first six months was actually really challenging for me because I had a really bad bout of depression. Like I would cry before I went to work and then I had to deal with staff and clients and other challenging issues. But the difference that I made, which is why I think I've been able to work so well with my imposter syndrome is I chose to keep showing up. And had I not kept showing up, I wouldn't have the career success that I have now. So now I'm over four years in my management career in beauty. Um, In my first clinic that I ran, um, I eventually ran it with my co-manager who was fantastic and I learned so much in that role. That clinic ended up becoming the top 10 in Australia consistently. I won numerous management awards. There were so many things that happened while I was with that clinic. But of course, I always had that thought in the back of my mind, oh, they've made a mistake. It was all just a fluke. Like I'm sure so many people can really relate to this. It's it's just such a common thing. I think especially as women that we do, we really doubt ourselves and our abilities. And it got to a point um, while I was at the end of working for this specific clinic chain where I was bored, I was unstimulated, I just wasn't getting anything else out of the role. I started, you know, doing projects between multiple clinics, doing leadership mentoring for other managers. And I just hit a point where, you know, I was feeling burnt out. I was sick of the industry, went to the public service for a very short period of time. I believe it was about three to four months. And that was the best thing that I could have done because, again, I stepped into a new role thinking I'm not good enough. I'm you know, terrible at my work, I'm going to get found out, I'm going to be fired, all of these thoughts. However, again, I chose to consistently throw up. Throw up. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like I wanted to throw up, but um, I consistently chose to show up every day. Then again, the same thing started happening. I started getting awards while I was there. I was recognised for my high achievement. And even though I was only there for four months, I have to say, like, my showing up in the face of my self-doubt is, again, what gave me success in that role. Then brand new clinic opportunity came up for me. There was a new clinic in Canberra in beauty for um, 
cosmetic skin laser and injectable treatments that needed a new manager. And I am so thankful for my friends because, again, I was thinking I'm not good enough. You know, everything I did before was a fluke. And even though I went to the interview confident because of my accolades, underneath I was absolutely terrified because I was like, oh, my God, everything that I've achieved up until this time is a fluke. I'm going to be found out. I'm going to be fired. And I'm so thankful for my friends to this day who really pushed me to again pursue that role. So I went into that role. Of course, there was hiccups when I first started. Um, But again, I pushed through. And within the first two months, I made two and a half times the clinic's budget for the month. By the third month, that was triple. Um, It's one of the most successful clinics in the ACT New South Wales bracket. And we're consistently growing from this time. Myself, I was the top sales therapist for the first few months there as well in the clinic too. So again, I've started to realise with this a pattern and I realised, well, you know what? It's not necessarily what I feel about myself that matters or how many meltdowns that I have. It's how I show up in the face of adversity and face of fear. It's okay to have meltdowns and it's okay to be terrified. I even, you know, have to say in a coaching call today for my leadership accreditation, I had an absolute meltdown and I cried (laughs) in front of everyone. Like I absolutely let it go because I was also so afraid to do this podcast today because I was thinking who would listen to me? I'm an idiot. I've got absolutely nothing to share. And I was just so terrified and melted down in front of everyone. And I'm even getting quite emotional again thinking about it now because we always have those thoughts that come up and it's up to us whether we let them define us or we push forward in face of them. And I think if we look at imposter syndrome, there are so many people with this. There are so many people who believe that they're not good enough. And what I want to give you today is instead of judging your self-doubt and judging your imposter syndrome, I'd like to look at it in another way. Have you ever thought that maybe this is the reason why you are so successful or why you are so good at what you do? It's not because of the confidence. Confidence we gain when we face our fears, it's because when we feel like we're not good enough, we double check things. We constantly strive to do better. We look at things that we do wrong. And when we choose to do that in a way that's not beating ourselves up, but just being meticulous, we become brilliant. Like I can say when I'm at work, I work to the degree of about two people in a healthy way. Of course, I don't want to burn myself out, but it's because every day I go in, all right, I'm not good enough. What could I do better? What could improve? And I have to say, being fired from that previous job, when I felt used to find so much shame about it, that is the pinnacle point of my career because now I'm constantly double checking because I have that fear of being fired in the back of my mind. I always want to do better and I always strive to achieve. So I really want to implore people, like, look at the things that you feel about yourself. It's okay if you have meltdowns. It's okay if you feel like you're not good enough. It's okay if you feel like nobody listens to you. These are all normal things to feel. And I think in our current day to age, when we see, you know, so many coaching courses, which tell you to just hustle hard and get through it. And there's no time to feel sad and all of this toxic positivity, actually take a step back and feel, you know what, I'm human. I'm a person. It's okay that I feel these ways and actually look for the gift and the beauty. And this is why I 
started the Beauty Unearthed podcast because I want to see the beauty in the darkness. I want to see the beauty in what's tough. So you can really unearth what is great about you because if we didn't embrace these so-called negative aspects of ourselves, we would never find the beauty in them. And had I not learnt how to do that through my various leadership accreditation, I would have missed the gift of my I'm not good enough. And this is why I've come up on here today in spite of my meltdown. And I don't expect to ever not have them. I think it's okay to have them because it's what we do in the face of fear that makes us not necessarily how we feel ourselves. And if we choose to use our negativity in its greatest strengths, which is, you know, what I've chosen to do today, and I'm sure you can do too, you will always live the life that you want to live. So I'd really like to implore people after this podcast, like, have a sit down, have a look at the things that you judge yourself with in terms of your imposter syndrome and have a look at the gifts of what it actually gives you because I can guarantee you there will be so much gold there and if anybody is struggling with that you're more than welcome to reach out to me and that's something we can work through together.